Awesome, thank you so much. And welcome from my side. I love you, church, and I love this, to spend a Sunday with you. Another great Sunday we can spend together. Coming home, and here we are. Now we are here. Now we are already for the fifth Sunday. We are in our coming home area. We are in our coming home Samsung Hall. I remember when we started to use these words coming home back in 2015, these were just words, meant nothing for us. And then all of a sudden they start to fill with some feelings, with some dreams, with some vision about uh, what will be when we have our own buildings and also these words coming home started to be filled with some frustration because things turned out to be not the way we thought they would be. We were disappointed from God and in the same time we experienced miracles after miracles. So these words coming home were filled more and more the longer it took to get there, the more feelings and experiences we had with these words. And now, even though we know these words from 2015, we just are at the beginning and we asked people, what are you connecting with coming home? And here are some statements. I'm a part of ICF Zurich now for 16 years. And I think I know all the, the locations that we traveled through these years. And I'm so happy to be here now at last. Um, coming home means for me that the kids have uh, really cool rooms and much of games, new games, and they have really, really fun and enjoy it very much. It's to have a place every Sunday, the same place with the same level of kids' world, same level of church, same level of entertainment, and not moving from one building to another. I also feel that we arrive as a family, that we meet our friends every Sunday. Coming home is coming to a place where you feel home and it is always this place. Yeah, this is coming home and we are just at the beginning. And one Bible verse that was moving with us in this coming home years is in Amos 9 verse 15 where it says, I will plant my people on their land and they will never again be pulled up from the land I gave them, says the Lord your God. This is coming home for us. Never be pulled up from the land again. And this is something really beautiful to think of. We are just in the beginning. We have more to come in this coming home, um, Samsung Hall. And coming home also meant to collect money, to to save money and to give money. And we had a big, big goal. 4.9 millions was our goal. I mean, this figure means nothing to me. I have no feelings for this figure because it's much too high. But now, now we are very interested. Did we reach the goal? What happened with that dream of raising 4.9 millions? And here, you can see it. You can see it in my... Yeah, figures are turning, turning, turning. It's hard to even uh, pronounce a figure that big. But did we reach it? 
Yes, more than 4.9 million. This is amazing. This is a miracle. And I explain you something. This is a figure, but you know, the, the biggest amount spent from one person was 200,000 200, Swiss francs. The second biggest amount was 100,000 Swiss francs. So there was 4.6 million left for all of us. And we did it together. And this means we all stick to the same vision. There's a whole church behind this vision. And this is amazing. This is so encouraging. It's not built on just two or four people who spend a lot of money. It's built on many people who focus on the same vision, who has, who has the same vision. And this is amazing. Thank you so much. This is so encouraging. What we see with these 4.9 millions is people sharing a whole same vision, a big church family sharing the same vision. Coming home, we experienced a lot of miracles, not only with raising the money, but also um, companies gave two weeks their Workers work for free here at the Samsung Hall. This is only one of the miracles. A lot of us experience personal miracles while we were raising money. So coming home also means miracles. Coming home also means new possibilities because we are just at the beginning. Coming home, we can fill now with all kinds of ideas and possibilities and more of that. Leo will gonna share with us. And give him a big applause on the ICF stage. Thank you so much. Good, good, amazing Thank work. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, it's always good to kiss the wife. Because I, I was traveling for two and a half weeks, and um, whenever I have the chance to kiss my wife, even on stage, I do it. Ha. Good thing. Wow, uh, church is amazing. Uh, we changed uh, five weeks ago our celebration time. We, we, we changed from 9.30 to 9.15. And this morning when I saw the 9.15 early bird morning generation, I said, hey guys, uh, you think it's early. It's not. I preached in Jakarta in a church. The first celebration started at 7.30 in the morning. Seven o'clock, there was a line, a huge line in front of the doors. People were lining up, and the door opened 7.15, and people run into the building to have the best seats, 7.15. Huh? And 9.15 means this is a grace time, an amazing grace time. And I'm so happy and so pumped about what God is doing in our amazing, amazing church. We have celebrated 20 years of ISEF. That means 20 years of signs and miracles and amazing stories. And we believe as a leadership team of, of, of ICF Church, we're going into a 2.0 uh, uh, phase in a new chapter, 2.0 chapter. This is what we believe. We believe a new building is a new season. It's a new momentum. It's something new things going on in our church. What I like about our church is not just a one-man show or just one couple is leading the church. It's a teamwork of hundreds of people. They, they're sacrificing. They're giving the very best for the local church, inviting friends. People got saved, praying for people, signs and miracles taking place every week, week by week by week. We have an intercession team in our church. Uh, they're listening to God all the time. And uh, once in a while, they're sending me like a prophetic word from God. And about two weeks before we moved into that new building, I got a Bible verse from the intercession team. It says in Haggai, chapter 2, verse 9, if, and if you don't like the Bible verse, send the feedback to our intercession team. So goes it. 
The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. When I received it, bigger, stronger, when that is in a Bible verse, always receive it, says the Lord Almighty. And this place will be grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. And the Senate handed me over that Bible verse and said, Pastor Lee, we believe when we move into the Samsung Hall, we're going in a brand new seasons of growth, of signs and miracles. And I took that Bible verse and had this on, on, on my computer. And about five days before we had our opening, I was invited to preach in Germany for a pastor conference. And uh, it was really a bad timing because when I said yes about one year ago, it was just in January. And I had now clue that we will have the grand opening in the end of January. I said yes. When a Swiss guy said yes, means a yes, a yes, and a no, a no. And I came. When I, when I went to Germany, I said to God, this is really bad timing because I should be ready for the opening of our church. And when I'm going... When I preach outside in different churches or whenever I'm in my meetings, I pray all the time, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I will not the one guy who just preach and teach. I want to receive as well. Otherwise, it's unfair. I preach people receiving and I'm the only guy who goes home. I believe in sowing and, and reaping as well. So God, speak to me. And in the end of that conference, I was third, third, uh, Thursday. There came a guy up to me and we never met. He has no clue about our church history and about our story. Two weeks before, the intercession team sent me the Haggai Bible verse. And now God has a funny way to link two things together that makes sense all of a sudden for us as a church. He came up to me and said, I saw you as a church going out of a building with a cargo train. And if you're longer than uh, three, four years, we were formed in a building called Cargo Train Center. We were in a Güterbahnhof, means the cargo train uh, drove in and out. They say, I saw you, church, driving out with a cargo train from a building. Does it make sense for you? I said, oh, this is really sharp and precise. He says, along when the train is driving, I saw the train gets dirty, very, very nasty from the outside, dirt all over. And then I opened the cargo train. And in the cargo train, there were black bags. Does it make sense for you? I said, yes. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, look, the last four years we moved from building to building. If you are in the international church, how many times you were in another building? How many times you had no clue? Where is the church? Sometimes I met people from the international congregation on the street. Where is the international church today? I said, uh, uh, <laughs> you have to be a smart person to find the international celebration because we are all over. And you know, being always in different places, it's not so much fun. Of course, the Holy Spirit will work all over. We, we have been, but it's not so much fun for us as a leader team. And uh, for example, the Yonex building, maybe you have been there. Uh, it's a nightmare. You could hear the train passing by, back and forth, back and forth. If you have to go to the restroom or toilet, was ugly. Because most people will ask at least, oh, toilet, no, I, I will not go to the toilet. I wait until I'm home. Uh, it was not fun. Our, our youth ministry were in another church. Uh, we, are, we were thankful for that church. But in summertime, it was so hot like a sauna. In winter, it was so cold. You, you had to jump because otherwise you will freeze to that. Um, and and we, we, we were some along the way thankful, 
positive. We believed always, wherever we are, the presence of God is always with us. But organizing, moving, it's a nightmare. And when a guy prophesied me about the black uh, bags, I knew what it meant. And then he said to me, the guy from Germany, I saw you passing to a cleaning station. The whole train will be cleaned from the outside. And then the cargo train drives into a new train station. When you're sitting here, only about 300 meters from here is a train station. If you're not coming with the car, you come with the train, you know there's a train station. He had no clue about our church history. And I said, you will move into a new train station. And then I opened the cargo train, and before I saw black bags, and all of a sudden, the whole cargo train inside was full of gold and silver. Does it make sense for you? I was there, I always fell down, because this was one of the sharpest, precise prophecies I ever get in my life. In a season of moving to a new building, you have a church history uh, behind us, just seeing that God change things again in our church. When he mentioned gold and silver, you have to know that the intercession team sent me the, the, the Bible verse above Haggai, and I just wrote you the verse number nine. But they sent it me from verse seven to eight, the intercession team, and all, all of a sudden, two things come together. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord God Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord God Almighty. You know, two things coming together. That's how God operates. He uses different people, different prophesies. He takes all together for one message. Pastor Leo, it's time to repent. It's time to say to your staff, to your volunteers, the last four years have been maybe very hard for the catering team, for the youth ministry, for the children's church. It was really, really hard and rough. But now it's a season of be cleaned again. It's a season of all the disappointments you are carrying in, in that train. You have to kick it out that the presence of God, the silver and gold comes again and fills the house of God again and again. After the grand opening, we had a meeting in down in the in, in the in the club in our building, and I put off put on a cross in the middle of the building, and I said on Tuesday, "Hey guys, the last four years were rough and tough. We never complained because we are positive. In our church, we never complain. That doesn't mean we're always happy. Doesn't mean we always agree about what God is doing. I said, let's bow our knees." And if you're thinking the last four years were too hard, let's bow our knees in front of the presence of God. Let's take out these black bags, bring it in front of God, and let's change that into gold and silver. We cannot go into a new building with the same attitude. Because when the people of God moved out of Egypt, God said, with this attitude, you will never conquer the promised land. They have to leave certain things, certain attitudes behind them. Was crossing the Jordan or crossing the sea was always a symbolic, you have to leave the past behind you to entering a new season of your life. 
Tuesday, I will never forget, we were on our knees as a whole staff of all the employees and the people from the college. We bowed our knees and we shared our heart in front of Christ. And we said, we will not go into a new building with the same attitude, with the same spirit. We took the Lord's Supper. We just asked God for forgiveness. We just asked God to clean us, that the gold and silver will fill the Samsung hole again. It was weeping and crying that Tuesday morning. And it was for us like a fresh start, a new beginning. For me, for us, I don't like to talk about dreams and vision and strategy when the church is not clean, not forgiven. I believe the presence of God falls down there where is peace and harmony, forgiveness, right attitude in the house of God. And I'm so glad, glad and happy that we were able just to let it go about what's happened in the, in, in the past. Maybe when you hear fresh and you say, okay, cool, uh, take a note, Lord's Supper, it's always good. But for us, we are here longer, it means a lot. It means like letting go, letting go, letting go. You know, it's a famous song. Now I would love to speak about strategic thing, what's coming on uh, in, in the future of our church. You have to understand uh, many, many years ago, we just started uh, ICF Zurich. We had a dream to reach the people in Zurich. And we had no, no, no plans, no intention to plant any church. We just said, we are a church in Zurich, we start in Zurich, we stay in Zurich, and we will die in Zurich. And all of a sudden, we have planned the first church in Basel, then in Bern, then in Germany, then in Austria, then in Albania, then all of a sudden in Tel Aviv. And the whole church started to grow, not only in Zurich, also international. And this is the church strategy we had for many, many years, me and my wife, we just were somehow the leading pastors, the senior pastors. It's very funny because 20 years ago, I was very young, I called myself senior pastor. Uh, it's a cool name in America, but senior means you're very old, and, and they will say, but you're very young. But now, uh, after 20 years, it makes sense. I'm now the senior pastor, yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. But now I would love to change my name into leading pastor. Sounds younger. Um, just kidding. We, we, we are overseeing the whole movement. We have more than 60 churches planted right now. And there are about 10 churches in the planting uh, um, process right now. We will be, I think, in the end of the year, maybe about around about 70 churches all over Europe. And one is in Cambodia. Cambodia is also Europe. We just say it's Europe, you know. Um, yeah. And then we have a church, and our church with about 50 to 60 employees, it has grown, it's a very complex church. And my wife and me, we figure out we cannot, we cannot coach everything. We cannot coach a, a fast-driving movement and a fast-growing church. Altogether is too much. And we asked for advice. I asked many big churches how you do that. And usually what they do, uh, they, they put um, a leading or a, like a location pastor in place. Uh, and and um, I just thought that about it, but I never felt comfortable about that, to putting a leading pastor in my position. And then we were invited in Willow Creek in Chicago. My wife and me, we flew in, and we were together with Bill Hybels as a big church, about 20,000 people. I said, Bill, just tell me, how do you have structured your church? And he has said, yeah, I have a triangle. I put three people in charge to lead and run the church. That means half of the year I'm traveling, but these three people, like the three musketeers, uh, the, the, the three, the, the three um, unity, uh, not unity, trinity. trinity of God, also, all the, also three, I put three people in, in, in charge. And my wife said to me, Leo, that's the strategy. 
Just put three people and they're running the church, they're leading the church. Because the thing is here, uh, on Sundays I'm usually here, I'm flying in. I, for example, I flew in yesterday from Dubai. Flew in, I preached today and uh, tomorrow, I'm, I'm, or Tuesday, I'm gone again. And that's my whole week. I fly in, fly out, fly in, fly out. Um, but I'm not here for the employees and for the people in the college. And you know, if you're 50 to 60 people, they have problems. <laughs> They have questions. Mm -hmm. They have dreams. Mm -hmm. They have callings from God. And somebody has to be there just to, to lead those guys. And uh, we put right now a new strategy under me and my wife, the triangle. And here are the three people that are leading, uh, actually, uh, ICF Zurich. It's Nick Legler is, the, is doing the church management, uh, the Michael Sieber Church Life, and Simon Lemley, ICF Creative. Creative. Uh, they are these three people that just uh, running the church. I just drop in ideas and vision, and they're just thinking through what it means also for the international church. I know that doesn't mean for you not so much because still Björn is your pastor. If a problem, go to Björn. If you have a big problem, go to Björn. If you have a huge problem, go to Björn. Björn is still your pastor that won't change anything or go better to Jesus, yeah. But just to let, just give you a little insight, uh, because often I hear people say, you're not around, and I want to talk with you, I want to drink a coffee with you. I believe we reach a certain size where I have to play my strength. And my strength is I'm a visionary and I'm an apostle. My calling is to plant churches, bring people in. That is my biggest calling, and that's why God has opened doors all over the world. And I'm going and preaching all over, and God has given me like, like a calling to do that. And I need people, they're running eyes of Zurich where I put in my dreams and my vision and they just think through it and then I believe we will be safe for the next uh, round. We moved to Stedbach. This is actually not really Zurich anymore. It's, it's like in the edge of Zurich and we have planted a city location in downtown Zurich and here is the pastor Joel Fögeli from the city location. Let's give a big hand to Joel Fögeli. And why are you eating an egg? I'm used to eat during your message. Maybe you didn't know that, but I'm always eating when I hear you preach. Amazing. You know what? No. It's a smart thing to do it, yeah? It's a very smart thing. And if the stomach is doing something, I can hear also with my heart better. That's what I think. You know, Just tell, tell me about the city location. <laughs> we, we started it like half a year ago. Um, ICF Zurich City. We started downtown, and three weeks ago, we moved to a new place. It's called Laborbar. And we have celebrations in the morning every Sunday. It's very close to the Margarial, where we used to meet before. And there we meet at quarter past 11, and we start with a brunch. So that's why um, when you start preaching here, and we have the live stream, we are still eating. Now you think that's very nice to listen to the message, but from now on, every time I hear him preach, I'm getting hungry and I have to eat something. You know? <laughs> so that's the thing. Anyway, we meet there and we're a couple of uh, young guys uh, who, who meet there and who, have, uh, who need a lot of fellowship when they meet. And so that's why we come together. We also worship together after the message and meet our Jesus. And, but it's all in a very um, uh, setting of a, with a lot of community. That's what we do. And that's what we love. Amazing. Amazing. 
What I love about it, you know, we have some people in our church that saying, oh, this church is too big for me. This is too big. For me, it's actually too small. Uh, but for them, it's too, too big. And what I like about ICF, we said, okay, let's, let's build a home for those people that want to be downtown. Let's build a home for those people that like a smaller setting. The smaller setting works until the church is not growing. But I tell you something, the city location is growing too. <laughs> they will face a new challenge in one year. <laughs> we, have to, uh, we have a second floor. That's oh, good. Come on. So Let's give Pastor Joel a big hand. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, another thing, uh, it's for us brand new. We learned that from, from America, uh, from a big church in uh, the Church of the Highlands. Highlands? I call Church of the Highlights. Um, they're doing like a growth track. That means when people are coming for the very first time straight after the celebration church, they have a special growth track where they're inviting people just to plug in. They have a teaching of a half an hour, uh, four Sundays in a row. And we copied that and we have started that about four months ago. In every celebration after the church, we say, okay, you are here new. Please come to the coming home groups. Uh, we will spend a half an hour and we want to plug you into the church. And we figured out it's such an easy system, a very easy way to connect people uh, with, with the church because sometimes the church is too big. You're coming like 11 o'clock, it's too big. And it's very easy to plug in into the church. I asked then Nuish, a, a pastor in our church, just tell us a little bit what God is doing in the coming home groups after our church celebrations. Here is Dan Nuish. The coming home group is something we offer after every celebration, where we give everybody an opportunity to find home, find a place here at ICF, and where we discover what God has in store for us. Um, Every Sunday, over four Sundays, we look at four topics, such as who is Jesus? How can I find here community? What's the gift? What are the gifts that God has given me? And how can I make a difference here on this earth? And uh, the goal is that after those four weeks, every person is, uh, is well equipped to find out where, where, where's my place here at church? and what, what's God's plan for my life. And we could already welcome over 200 people in the coming home group. And uh, we uh, saw people really finding a home here at ICF, making it their home, uh, such as Daniel. He's a, he's a painter in Zurich, and he came through to our church through his sister and then uh, joined the coming home group those four, over those four Sundays. Afterwards, he signed up for the for the autumn camp, our church camp, and there he got baptized and found new uh, fire for his relationship with Jesus. And now he is serving in the welcome team passionately. And these are this is only one of many stories. Come on. Wow. He mentioned number 200 people since October came to the coming home groups. It means 200 brand new people are uh, have connected with us as a church and we grew the last month. It's just amazing to see how people just receiving Christ, people are plugging in. Uh, it's amazing because it means we're still a, a soul winning church, a church who wins people, stretch out the arm, inviting friends to the church. Uh, as a whole movement at the moment, we're just thinking about our vision statement, about our values, and about the structure. And I believe we are reaching right a season of more than 60 churches where we have to make things very, very simple. And some weeks ago, and uh, we will work on that uh, strategy the next month, 
it's like a cross here, you know, a cross here, cross here. It's like this sign, and this, this will be uh, our strategy the next month. We say, we believe in big. Big means celebrations. We're going for big, like our youth ministry or our Friday night congregation or the ladies ministry, whatever. We say celebration is big. It's strong, it's vibrant, it's big. But big has also a, a, a challenging thing because, for example, if you're here and you start to cry, the Holy Spirit is touching you, you're crying, you have a struggle, a problem in your life. It's cool to cry in a church celebration. But it's even better to cry in a group, in a small group with seven, eight people that say, why are you crying? You can tell your heart, your story, people laying their hands on you and say, come on, we're going together to that season. We believe right now we are a group. Let's do the thing together. We believe in big, but big has to be also small. Small, otherwise you are lost in a big crowd. And we believe big has to be small as well. The second thing what we believe is like you need the input. We need inputs. But also an input, the opposite, is an output. Output. Yes. Only input, it's not healthy. The lake uh, Genetzeret, water flows in, water flows out. Input, output. Dead sea, water in, water in, water in, no output, dead. And a lot of Christians, I figure out, they have so much input, so much words, so much worship, so much teaching, but no output. And after three, four years, your stomach like gets bigger and uh, something gets very wrong. And we believe in the church. We say a big church celebration right now is big. You need the opposite also small. You should be in a group. And every group should have an input and every group should have an output. For example, if you are a small group and you have a lot of small groups that come in together, reading the Bible together, pray together, worship together, this is an input, 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 input. But what I figure out, if a small group has no output after three years, a small group declines and gets boring. You need always a balance between input and output. But if a group has only output, 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 after one year, you are tired, you're frustrated, and you will give up, up, up as well. And we will, want, we will work on that. We say, okay, big has to be small, and the input has to become also an output. What we're working right now on is groups. You will hear the next month always about groups. We want to challenge the church. Let's be in a group. We have three different groups in our church. That's why we're calling like coming home group. We have, for example, small groups, ministry groups, and society groups. We speak about three different groups, um, categories. And what we're saying to you is just choose. It's like a free market. Choose whatever fits the best to you. For example, society groups, we have, for example, a business group. And some people in the church say, I have a vision, I have a heartbeat for the marketplace. They don't want to be in a small group. They want to be in a society group where we have business. And other business people, they will say, I don't want to be in the business ministry. I just want to be in a mixed small group because I have enough of business the whole day. I just need a normal group. 
We want to play with the word, it's a free market. You choose whatever fits the best uh, to you. Pastor Michael Sieber, he will speak about what is society groups. Maybe you have heard for the very first time society groups. It's a big word, but what's the meaning behind society groups? Come on, Michael. Yes. Black and white. Black and white. Like a, like a zebra. Yeah. Yeah. I hoped you wouldn't see me, but uh, you still see me. <laughs> it's camouflage. doesn't work here. Yeah, so whenever we meet as a church... We are excited, we are um, full of passion, we love Jesus, we experience God. That's what we do in the big and in the small um, gatherings we do. But we also want to be a church that not only gathers people and brings them together, we also want to be a church that equips and sends out people in every area of our society. We want to be a church that brings people in all the areas where, where we live. Everyone who sits here is part of one of, uh, of the areas in our society. Maybe you have a working place and you're passionate about it. Maybe you are a mother and you're passionate about being uh, a mother and building families. So the vision of our society groups is to form groups that are passionate to reach the area of society where they are. We, are, we want to have groups that, that have output in all the areas of our society. For example, this afternoon at uh, 2 o'clock, no, 1 o'clock, we had uh, the business group meeting. And there were more than 100 people gathering, people who are passionate to reach the business area, to reach the marketplace for Jesus. Rolf Weber, one of our business guys, he met Jesus not in the church. He met Jesus in a business meeting. His boss turned to him during a meeting at the table with other guys, and he said, Rolf, don't you think it's about time that you give your life to Jesus? <laughs> Imagine that happening in your business, that you, your boss is bringing people to Christ. So this is what happened in Rolf. He is passionate about bringing Jesus into his business. So that's why we have uh, the business group meeting every fourth Sunday every month uh, at uh, 1.15 after the 11th service, and this is one of our society groups. We also have the family and marriage group already meeting every month. Uh, we have foundation group meetings. That's people who are passionate about bringing Jesus into the social areas of our society. Imagine social workers kneeling down underneath, praying that God would solve the problems of their clients. What would happen then? This is what's happening when people gather every second Sunday here at ICF Church. We have four groups already existing. Simon Lamley, um, he, he has the ICF creative groups. This is people who are passionate about bringing Jesus into arts, music, and media so, so that this area of our society will bring Jesus and bring glory to our God. During this year, we will build up uh, four, four, four more society groups, like the education group, uh, also an Israel group. We want to be a church that blesses Israel, and two more that you see on the screen. And we want to be a church that gathers together passionately for Jesus, but also builds up and inspires and sends our people in every area of our society. This is the vision of our society groups. Thank you.
Michael. You're welcome. You're welcome. What, what is really new is about small groups and ministry groups. That's not new, that's, we have done it for many, many, many years, but society groups, this is for us the brand new things where just people for a certain area have a vision, have a passion, have a dream, and a gathering, and just, just think about it. How can we change uh, that area for Jesus Christ? And this is brand new. We're doing this always after the 11:15 celebration because we said, let's make Sunday big. Let's make Sunday strong. We are in an amazing house and we don't want to do that on a Wednesday or on Saturday morning. We are gathering already because when you parked your car in the parking garage and you found the parking slot Sunday morning, it's not easy anymore, 11. Uh, then, then, then let's keep the car there and come to the society group and just be a part of an amazing church. This is like ICF 2.0, and I, I believe we're going in a brand new area season where growth will happen, and church plant will happen, and a lot of things will happen. For us as a church, the main, main thing is we want to challenge you, or we want to challenge you that you are a part of a group. We say church celebration is cool, but to be in a group, that's for us the most important thing. I think when you, come, when you came in, you get a, a, a flyer, right, a flyer, and here are three groups, small groups, ministry groups, or society groups, and if you're not a part of any group, I just want to challenge you, just fill it out and just plug in and be a part in a group. For us, moving in into Samsung Hall, it's like a new season. We need more volunteers than ever. If you say here, I don't, I don't know small groups, I don't know ministry, we need a big a greeting team, we need a big parking team, we need a bigger catering team, we have so many dreams in store. And I just wanna ask you, if, if, if you're not a part of, of being a volunteer or whatever, we need you right now. Because too often people think they come and see the stage and the worship and the preaching and everything, a lot of people think that yeah, they have anyhow enough people. I don't know why in the flipping world you come up with this idea. I heard this all the time. Yeah, you have anyhow enough people. Who is the anyhow? The anyhow is you. We need...